0: The new year just got even better with Alive. Keep your number, switch your network, and you can get great deals on great phones for the entire month, like the Alcatel 5085 for $49, the iPhone 8 for $599, or the Samsung Galaxy Note 8 for $649. Remember, you have to make the switch to take advantage of these deals. Promotion good at all Alive stores throughout the country until January 31st or while supplies last. Terms and conditions apply. Alive, believe in best.
1: That money stacked tall but only partially my focus so compassionate struggle hard for me to cope with do a lot for others now this is play Tosson of the Golden State Warriors and you log on to 10th year I'm
0: very my green form for the Golden State Warriors and you log on the tenure seniors.com
1: up before you. Kids grow that are rubbed down with oil. life, they changed a bit, but I can't grow apart. my we was more blessed than others. was the Welcome to the
0: 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. This is Long Range Two Pointers. NBA Season's been amazing so far. Like I feel like this is everything we expected it to be and we had a lot of things that we didn't expect to happen. Um, obviously our favorite league. It's the best one to follow. Um well I mean since the NFL didn't happen this year for
1: either of us, so the what? Exactly. I don't know what that uh, is.
0: All I know about football is that UCF is the rightful national champion and should be respected and admired as such.
1: I would like to add to that uh charge on. Yes.
0: We got you, John. All right, so Tage is gonna run point today. He's gonna be the point forward. I will be drifting out to the wings, waiting on the kickout, trying to hit uh, an open three where I can
1: get us going. Okay, so we're gonna start with everybody's favorite sports dad, Lavar Ball. Yes, my hero, my mentor. He's he, my guy. He went to Lithuania, but he's still of course he l- did s- starting stuff.
0: Here's, here's why, I, before you even get to what's going on, here's why I love uh, LeVar Ball and he should be respected as such. Um, he went to Lithuania and, like you said, he's still starting stuff, right? You know who else went to Lithuania? Jeff Goodman. Because ESPN and the worldwide leader will follow LeVar Ball wherever he goes on this earth. I mean, he gets his bars off, so you have to be there for it because he's going to drop gems. P.T. Barnum. Come
1: to the circus. There we go. So, yeah, while in Lithuania, he said that nobody on the Lakers likes playing for Luke Walton. (laughs) And that Luke Walton is doing a terrible job. And this is counterintuitive to common knowledge because, by all accounts, everybody likes Luke Walton. He's a good coach. Uh, You see the job he did on the Warriors. Is
0: he being serious or is he just being himself, just starting shit? uh, Did you ever take it seriously when they... When uh, me and Jean Oakland put a microphone in front of the Macho Man Randy Savage's face? Did you ever take it seriously when Vince McMahon put a microphone in front of The Rock?
1: Yes. I took it deadly seriously. We took it
0: way too seriously. Yes, but looking ties. back on it what? now, we should have never taken it seriously because that's the character that was written for them. That's who they are. They do it to elicit a reaction out of you. That's exactly what LeVar Ball does. Obviously, he's saying this to try to leverage some stuff, isn't he? Because didn't Alonzo come out and say like, nah. It's not true. But, I mean, I feel like
1: he has insight to it that people don't have. There might be some legit sentiment behind that that he turned up to 11. You don't think so? You Um, think there's an outside chance?
0: I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to create the dialogue or possibly cause some kind of discourse in there. Because Think about it. Do you think it's possible that there will ever be a coach in that position that LeVar is just going to acquiesce to? I don't think I don't think that person exists. Maybe Greg Popovich. But no, Levar Ball didn't ask acquiesce to the president of the United States, even though it's Donald Trump. I but mean, still. Is the president
1: of the United States the president? Not really. But I mean celebrity in chief. Who does he think I was gonna say, who does he think would be a better coach? And also when you talk he, about him, he wants to be the coach of the Lakers. Also, when you talk about Popovich, Popovich used to work in East Germany. Like he, I feel like he knows some people who could get some people disappeared. So I don't feel like you want to mess with him.
0: Maybe, maybe LeVar Ball would have a different approach to that. But he's doing the same thing he did with Melo's coach at Chino Hills. The only difference here is that you can't say, I'm taking Lonzo out of the Lakers. I'm picking up our bag and walking home. I, but you notice he didn't do this with Steve Alford at UCLA.
1: I wonder if uh, Lonzo being in the NBA has empowered him and all the fame that he's gotten subsequently has empowered him to just pop off like this.
0: Well, I think what, what has happened is Lavar has evolved with the media attention and he realizes more and more every day what he can get away with in certain spots. And he realizes... At this point, no matter what I say, I am going to, unless it's something completely drastic and off the wall, no matter what I say, I'm going to be alright and people are going to listen. Because in addition to these comments about uh, Luke Walton and about the Lakers, he also said, he's also angling for LeBron to make that move to LA. Because he also said, what's one way LeBron could be better than Jordan? If he goes to the Lakers and wins a championship there, he can say, well, I want a championship with every team I've ever gone to. I that, like that. that. That I mean, I could see that, but I mean, is LeBron buying it though? I don't know, but it's, it's something that, and this is the thing that happens a lot with with anything that Levar Ball says, because at first you laugh it off, and then it makes you stop and think, like for a split second, like, wait, what? Maybe because what? Hold on, wouldn't that be a compelling argument though? Like I mean- for all the. I mean I guess the people that hate LeBron are always going to hate LeBron but what if he can say I won the title in these 3 different franchises? Or what if uh he could also add he could also claim that he brought
1: the Lakers back to their rightful place on the NBA pantheon where they belong.
0: There you go. And what the hell will Kobe fans do if LeBron goes to LA? Implode. I don't know. We should call yeah, we should call Ricardo. See what he has to say about that. They don't want it to happen because they want to hold on to their hatred.
1: Um, so, what do you think, while he's ruining his kids' lives in Lithuania, what do you think How dare he does you? next?
0: How dare you? How dare you? He's not ruining ruining anybody's lives. Maybe he's ruining Melo's life. Maybe Melo. But, but was, not Jello's life. Uh, Jello's life is as lit as it could possibly be yeah, given his talent level. ruining Jello's life. I mean, are any of the other players that went out of high school and they went to play pro immediately... Are, were their lives ruined I mean Brandon Jennings is probably going to be Brandon Jennings no matter what happened right
1: yeah and the thing is with NBA I feel like um, it's not as uh, conventional as football in terms of where they want these people's attitudes to be like you're allowed to be an individual in the NBA um, because I feel like if this is the NFL like there's no like Lonzo might be out of a job you know and he hasn't said anything or done anything he's just played quietly solid and yeah, his team is struggling but I feel like
0: his team was going to struggle irrespective yeah. of whoever, whatever whoever's dad is making noise. Kyle Kuzma's dad can make all the noise that he wants. The Lakers were not a team prepared to do anything. It's a team full of young players. Teams full of young players usually lose a lot of games. That's what happens. Yeah, definitely. But I think this is the league where you could do this in is the NBA. Yeah, this is why it's our favorite league. Like You can have a personality. You could even kneel during the national anthem and like probably still have a job. I mean, nobody's done it yet, but... Oh, because they actually have the rule that you got to stand for. It. I know, right?
1: Liberal League, my ass. Uh, speaking of LeBron, uh, his little
0: friend... Uh, what... Oh, before before oh. we move on to that, sorry. Uh, we, we touched on maybe Melo's life is being ruined by this. But when you look at how the structure of how basketball is in those leagues, particularly in, in Europe... A lot of those guys like Gallinari, Porzingis, they were playing on these club teams as high schoolers. They were in the system and a part of it. They just were on the end of the bench, but they were on these teams. No, but they were on a lot higher level teams. Gallinari played in Italy, which is like the third, fourth, fifth best league in the world. Um, No, I just mean the concept of somebody like 16, 17 years old being a part of this. No, definitely. But I mean,
1: I think... In terms of going overseas, yeah, but in this particular league, this isn't a very high level league. This isn't super high level basketball they're playing. I could see if they went to Spain or France or, or Italy, but like most Lithuanians, who go to the NBA, leave and go to Spain or Italy. Like, there's not, I don't know. Like, this isn't. I don't think. I I understand what he's trying to do, but Lithuania is not the move. Maybe that's maybe that's the next step. Who knows? Um. Yeah. So speaking of LeBron, uh, his running mate Isaiah Thomas came back, had a seventeen
0: point debut. Debut against us. Against I, I actually watched that game. It's one of the few games that I watched this year.
1: Against Portland in 19 minutes, made his first start Saturday night. Scored 19 points in 21 minutes. He is so difficult for defenders to stay in front of because he's
0: a grown baby.
1: Now the Cavs, they, they've had a lot of um, they've don't, they've don't a lot of trouble with their roster and their bench and their rotations. Um, will, will his presence stabilize it or will he still have to? I think it
0: absolutely him? will. Uh, he looked amazing with the second unit.
1: Yeah, and what's great about him is he allows LeBron to play something less than the thirty-seven minutes per game he's been playing this year. Like they've been killing LeBron. If this, if this
0: team, uh, under its present construction, if they stayed as healthy uh, in a utopian scenario, if everyone on the Cavs stayed healthy and Derrick Rose's mental health was as strong as his penetration game was as a young player, they would be one of the deepest teams in the league. If, yep. you, if you really think about it, they would be with if, if if they had all of those pieces. But, unfortunately, they won't because there are a lot of broken parts. But, immediately, what I noticed from that game that was a whole lot different with that Cavs team is when IT was running with that second unit, they could still score. Well, he's starting now, so it'll, it'll no, be y- interesting. I mean, works. you know, one of those situations where obviously starting in bench players is just some it's just a matter yeah, of
1: managing rotations yeah managing
0: the rotations and knowing what combinations you want on the floor but he obviously looks ready to go i'm not sure why they didn't play him in boston because he was he was himself in those few minutes
1: because paul Burris is going to bang blood on him probably if they, <laughs> if they had a, a tribute video Speaking get a cranky old man during, my god during his uh, i can't
0: believe that nigga got a tv job right away like,
1: would you would why, why wouldn't he get a TV job? This dude banged blood on a national TV on national TV in a playoff game. He needs his own reality show, twenty four hours a day. Like I'll
0: was, go, I'll go with the Steven Jackson reality show before I watch the Paul Pierce reality show. Yo,
1: did he not admit that he smoked weed before he every absolutely game? did? I. L- Oh, I think the NBA is great. He We're, absolutely
0: like, did. He said, I smoked weed my whole career, and I had a pretty damn good career. Would an NFL player ever admit to something like that? Like, there's no well, way. Well, they need to because, like, at least NBA players aren't shaving years off of their lives for touchdowns, so they probably should admit that. They're going to, like, they're going to end this whole
1: marijuana thing, aren't they? They they have to. I mean, at some point. Like, how long are we going to keep doing this? I mean, we don't need to. Oh, can we argue about Jay Crowder? Absolutely. All the time. All right. Let's uh, do it. All right, you think he's a good player. I think he's not. <laughs> That's the crux of our argument.
0: We've okay. Been, we've been I, having this discussion in our chat group. Okay, so my argument for why Jay Crowder is... And I, I said, how, how did this even start? I think uh,
1: Randy, I think he said that... Um, the, that Jay Crowder and Thomas Robinson was the same person? Yes,
0: he said, yes, that's exactly how it started. And I said, well, no, I don't feel like they are the same person because Jay Crowder is somebody that's going to carve out possibly a 10, 12 year NBA career because he has some discernible skills that uh, you know people are always going to find useful and he's going to continue to be resigned whereas thomas robinson once he got to the nba he was just an energy guy
1: well that makes so much more sense than like in a chat group um that i don't i don't even have an argument mike you said that he could shoot though i don't think he's
0: no as... what wh- i think what happened next was i think you came in at the point of the discussion where uh when i think somebody asked what are his discernible skills and i said well, he can shoot the ball and he can defend. Well, that's just true. I mean, I I was just being argumentative for the sake of being. I mean, but he can. Okay, his numbers aren't like he's. I'm not saying he's a knockdown shooter. Like he'd be one of the best well, players on the Warriors. But well, he, he had he did shoot forty percent.
1: Uh, last year on the Celtics, but I think his career average is like 32. I think he's shooting 34 Also, this year.
0: also, also I was completely biased because on Christmas Day, I saw him shooting lights out against the Warriors. I feel like he did not miss from three. And if we look that up, he probably shot a tremendous... I'm actually going to do that as we spoke. But he shot a tremendous percentage against the Warriors on Christmas Day. And also in that game when they played us, he was shooting the ball pretty well. Well, you
1: know who wouldn't have him on his team?
0: Josh Smith. Oh, he's got dreadlocks. Yeah, because he has dreads, so he can't well, play. Josh Smith isn't on anybody's team in the NBA right now. Did the, so. the Did the the Pelicans not sign him recently? I feel like he's playing with Mellow and Jello in Lithuania. If like if we had relegation, do the Pelicans get relegated? I feel like they do. Uh, I want Demarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis out of there so badly. Did, I
1: want them to go to like Euro League. What I will, like, they should be levels of relegation in NBA. I mean, should go to the whole Pelicans thing. Should just go to Seattle is what should actually happen. That's a perfect. Uh, it's a perfect name. The
0: Seattle Pelicans. They that, got Pelicans,
1: right? I think it's by the sea. They got Pelicans, right?
0: Oh, that works. I feel okay. I don't really know a lot about Seattle. I feel like they should be named after like coffee or some shit. The Seattle Beans. Yeah. Hey,
1: Kobe yeah. could Kobe could like have some kind of role in that
0: <laughs> <laughs> cuz he's Kobe Bean. Have you gotten Jay Crowder stats? Oh, sorry. Uh Kaizen was messaging me and I got sidetracked. This happens. when he has a phone now, it's a thing. Uh yeah, now being the dad of the year as oh, usual. It, it it's a thing.
1: <laughs> uh we still on Jay Crowder now.
0: Yeah, we still Oh, I I feel like you conceded that Jake. I'm not saying Jay Crowder is a good player. I'm saying Jay Crowder is serviceable, and you could see why he would continue to get contracts and why Thomas Robinson wouldn't. I feel like your argument was is a lot
1: more sensible than like than it seemed in the. That's what I was saying <laughs> from the <laughs> beginning.
0: I don't I don't know if you interpreted that as me thinking Jay no. Crowder is just some kind of knockdown shooter. No, I think I just wanted to debate. I was bored. Probably yeah. he had 17 points against us that, that game, and he yeah, like I said, he shot pretty good from three. Yeah, so I mean, Jay Crowder's—he's
1: he, a serviceable NBA player. Like we just spent five minutes arguing that. Not why really, why not, are we not talking really. about
0: Jay Crowder? I didn't even. Know. And you know what? You know what it is—is is expectations are what form a lot of this. And I really thought his career was going to stop at Marquette. I did not think Jay Crowder was going to be an NBA nah, he player. He doesn't
1: look like a, he didn't look like an NBA no, player in
0: Marquette at all. You know who does look like
1: an NBA player? Uh, Ste- Four hundred people.
0: Ste-
1: Steph Curry is one of them. <laughs> Yeah, he might be an NBA player. Does he
0: look like an NBA player? Yeah, he's pretty tall. <laughs> yeah, he's like six yeah, like, four. He's pretty, he's pretty tall by normal person standards, and he has those like long basketball player limbs. So there yes, he, he goes.
1: Does. He went for forty five and three quarters against the Clippers on Saturday. Um, on twenty one shots, I don't even know what to say about that.
0: Yeah. You know what? You know what? Is apparent that this year we are not going to be talking about the Warriors as much throughout the regular season as we did last year. We had a reason to last year because the KD thing happened. Yeah. This year, I feel like we know that they're just balling. They're just going to coast. And the time to talk about them is going to be when the playoffs roll around.
1: I think that game against the Rockets was kind of compelling because Chris Paul to the Rockets is supposed to be a move that put them in the same conversation.
0: In theory, but in practice, like, n- no. <laughs> No. I, I I'm I'm gonna like to see where that goes over the course of seven though. That's gonna be a good. Uh, that's gonna be. I don't know. Will it? What I I think this this James Harden going down for two weeks thing is good because D'Antoni works James Harden to. Death, yeah. And he always flames out in the playoffs. This is going to be interesting now because with Chris Paul, he won't have the burden of having to make the decision on every single play. Yeah. So that's going to make things differently. So that's really the one we're waiting on all year. But there other storylines we're going to follow, the Warriors are just going to be the Warriors. It doesn't matter if Steph is out for a short period of time, if KD is out for a short period of time. Warriors just going to do what they do. It's
1: kind of sad what's happening with the Clippers too because they're completely... Collapsing, and you kind of saw it from the outset of the season. I mean, um, they got Danilo Gallinari. He's like a lock to miss forty games a season easily, no matter what. Um, I they, don't know. They
0: finally got the the three that they should have had all of those years when they never got the right three.
1: Yeah, now they're talking about trading DeAndre Jordan. It's just man, they had their window, and
0: oh, their window was completely closed. When you saw the roster construction in the off season, you knew that this whole entire thing was starting over.
1: You know who's eating oak? Austin Rivers, yeah, He <laughs> got. It. I mean, might as well. It's like uh, it's like Evan Ingram on the Giants. Like you might as well just get yours. Mm.
0: In in that uh, youth flag football league that they have on days when they didn't have a coach, and I would be sitting around and I would have to fill in and coach on Kaizen's team. You know what one of their top players was? What y'all better throw this ball to Kaizen. <laughs> Did he play quarterback too? Yeah, he he played he played quarterback. He he played everything. But I say that to say. What you think Doc Rivers calling in this huddle? Knowing that there's nothing on the line for this team. Their, their ceiling is what twenty games maybe. Well, if he's gonna get fired, he might as well ensure that his son could get I'm another saying, job. I'm saying you better you better let Austin show all of the skills that he has because that next contract ain't gonna be as easy as you think to come by. That's how the Conky Joes do it. I'm saying drive through Palmdale. Hey. They all work at their family business.
1: Oh yeah. So the Timberwolves. Now, coming into the season, we thought they were gonna be like a one, two, three seed in the West.
0: Ah, uh, that high? I thought we thought playoffs. I don't remember us thinking one, two, or three because no, one, no, definitely not one, yeah, 2 But we, like five, we knew, six, we knew one, two, three is Warriors, Rockets, like Spurs or some shit. They were gonna be in the mix. We we playoffs. thought so. We thought playoffs. They've been ridiculously underachieving. You think oh, oh I don't think it's that bad. I wouldn't say they've been ridiculously underachieving I think though.
1: they've lost games they really shouldn't have lost. And when you look at the minute count, uh, it's kind of apparent why. Like they kinda get rid of Thibodeau, don't they? Isn't
0: I mean isn't that always the problem with his teams though?
1: Yeah, but it's like he doesn't learn. It's like he's going to keep jumping into a wall and destroying these kids' careers. That man
0: really likes the regular season. That's all I can say. They're number four right now, Tage. They're literally behind the three teams that we just mentioned. Warriors, Rockets, Spurs. So they're in the mix. <laughs> so it's impossible for us to say that this team has been underachieving when the only teams better than them have been Warriors, Rockets, Spurs. They went, they went on a run. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They they went on a run. Here's what happened: I mean. You saw that they lost one or two games against some really sorry teams, and you thought, "Yeah, god damn it, the Timberwolves should be better than that." Well, I've been looking at like their
1: minutes that, and like I just wonder if this is sustainable.
0: Like the team that's the fifth seed has been underachieving, and that's the Thunder. That's the real underachievers. Oh, right there. we're gonna get to them. Yeah, not, but but not the T-Wolves, though. I mean, look, a lot of people have been given cat uh, flack saying he's not the defensive anchor that he needs to be to get to that next level. Um, that's Jackass Joe Button was tweeting today, and everyone was sharing it. Get out of here with that cat is definitively better than Porzingis' argument. Yes, he is. Well, he's a Knicks homer, so, I mean, he's going to do he's, stuff d- like that. P- 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 everyday Porzingis Your is- basketball
1: opinions are everyday struggles. He, he got fired. Guess he's probably gonna make more money. We'll never get fired from our podcast. We probably won't ever make money either. Thank you alive. Hey, oh, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to laugh at um Tom Thibodeau because he looks like a detective who's too for this shit.
0: That, that's that. You know, just jump straight at it. Just just get right to it because that's what it is. Now, I for some reason uh I feel like Jeff Teague has regressed. I don't know what the hell happened with that, but Jimmy Butler is booing everybody else on that roster cuz I believe that Jimmy Butler and LeBron practice harder than anyone else in the NBA. It's so probably I have full confidence that Jimmy Butler's going to be fine with that team. It's probably why like it's probably why Thibodeau trust him so much. But, oh yeah. But I feel
1: like when you have Gordy Jang and and Shabaz Muhammad
0: and Jamal Crawford on your bench I feel like you could maybe let him play a couple minutes why don't more I, I always wondered this about NBA coaches though but why don't more of them do what Popovich does like why don't you throw these bench players directly in the fire of the regular season so when the playoffs roll around this is not new to them. They're not dare stuck in the headlights. I yeah. would always do that on these random Tuesday, Wednesday night games. Yeah, and like the Warriors did that
1: by accident last year when Durant got hurt. Like they, they kind of did it by accident, and it paid off in the in the
0: championships. Patrick McCaw get, was getting hella minutes when Steph was on the sidelines, and he was learning. He was learning how to play. Jordan Bell is like, I, look I, what happened with Jordan Bell. He's gonna exactly. be a terror in the playoffs. When Draymond Green was out, Jordan Bell was getting tons of time, and he's going to be a valuable contributor for them at some point in the playoffs. Yeah. That's like, what you gotta do why don't more people do that I don't
1: understand like um I hope no if somebody gets hurt they're gonna be in real trouble and
0: some people get hurt on a Thibodeau that's just it's kinda his thing oh oh speaking of people getting hurt and somebody getting valuable minutes that's gonna be a key contributor in the playoffs Did you see? Have you seen what Gerald Green has been doing since James Harden got sidelined? I love when Gerald Green is in the league. Uh, Gerald Green is always balling for a short period of time. (laughs) It's in a, it's in a microwave. It's in a vacuum or whatever the hell. Like it, it's like a flash. It happens. Gerald Green puts up ridiculous numbers and then he's gone. Like what? What do you think? Why do you think that is? Like he just.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Lean, yeah, he's yeah. in Houston.
0: Drugs, he's in. He's gonna be on so much lean. He's never gonna stand up. We
1: trying. gotta ask Mitch uh, if he sees Gerald Green in the club in Houston.
0: Mitch ain't gonna be in the club.
1: Well, not anymore. Oh, congratulations to Mitchell and his uh, and his wife Candace, by the way. But um, I
0: feel like that baby's like three
1: years old now. How have we never done that before? The I don't know. But yeah, uh, that's fun. I he, I'm sure he has access to the good drug. I feel like they signed him just so uh, cause he hooks. He his guys oh, he the way those.
0: he announced the signing was the best to me. Did, you see, did you see? Nah, just, I missed that. He just posted on IG and, you know, he's got the braids. Yeah. And the braids were, were done in the pattern of the Rockets logo. <laughs> like, it's, it's sick.
1: My I dude. didn't even
0: know people could do that with braids, but it was absolutely sick. Yo. Oh, this is, I heard this on, I think I
1: heard this on a Joe Budden's podcast, but did, did you know that um, <sighs> in a strip club in Houston, they have James Harden's jersey, like, hanging up? Nice. Nice. Yeah, because he, he spent so much money
0: in there. Nice. <laughs> they have his jersey. I mean, you gotta appreciate that level of talent, though. That's ah oh, man.
1: He's a legend of both games. Like his Pee Wee Kirkland. Pee Wee Kirkland. Oh man. Ah, we're gonna move up. We're gonna move to Oklahoma. Um, now we talked about them not being off to a great start, but. It seems like for a second there last week, they managed to find a piece in Terrence Ferguson Uh, on, I think that was Wednesday, he scored 24, and then he scored 11, and then he got relegated to the bench. Do you think that they, I mean, do you think that he he could
0: be a contributing piece in this lineup? When they drafted Terrence Ferguson, I immediately thought, well, this is exactly what this team needed, and this was actually before the free agent signings. Like when they when they got Terrence Ferguson, I thought, you know what? We all watch self check just absolutely be non existent on the basketball court. We've seen him air like, ball free throws. We've seen him be just just stuck in the corner, just h- forcing the Thunder to play four on five. Yeah,
1: that's Anthony Roberson by the way. Yeah. And when like they're basically yeah, basically they're playing against four against five so, defenders. W-
0: So now you draft an athletic wing that has a reputation for being a good shooter. Uh, He plays the passing lanes well. He could finish on the break. You draft somebody like that that has the potential to grow and be a key contributor in an offense. This goes back to what we were just saying earlier. Why the hell don't you just throw him out there so we can learn?
1: Yeah, and the thing is, I feel like there's not a lot of pressure to create playing with Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. He won't have to create any shots. Stand
0: there. You, you're going to be open. Just shoot it. He will never have to create any shots. He will, The burden... The, listen, unless the shot clock is running down and the ball ends up in his hand, the burden of having to create anything with those three dudes on the floor will never fall on Terrence yeah, Ferguson yeah. or Steven Adams.
1: No, you just want him... And that's the thing. You And you want him with that starting unit. But the thing is, that's an... What people kind of don't realize... I mean, what I kind of realized from the jump... That's an oddly constructed
0: absolutely. team. Absolutely. Like, the day Carmelo Anthony signed there... Because I was pushing... I thought he should have went to the Rockets. Because I thought, you know, that's a team that's absolutely going to challenge the Warriors if he went there. When he went to the Thunder, I thought... Mm. It's a little weird because... Uh,
1: Westbrook's ball dominant. Because I shoot. know the way Paul George plays. Yeah, he like, can't I shoot the three. See, I didn't see the Paul George mellow thing meshing. No, nah, George could shoot the three, but he's super ball dominant. Yeah. Mellow is like, he's like ISO mellow. Like he goes ISO. But I mean, I feel like you put Terrence Ferguson in there, standing in the corner, knocking out threes, and things start to get interesting. Another, imp-
0: another important element that he could add to that is um, Mellow and Paul George ain't running Westbrook. Like Mellow made some, I mean, sorry. PG may sometimes. Yeah. Terrence Ferguson will run with Rasbrook every time. No, nah, he's young. That's probably what he wants to do. You, I mean, you saw what he did at the end of that Laker game. That dude would live for fast breaks. If that's all he got to do, that would be amazing. Yeah, just
1: run the fast break, stand in the corner, wait for the ball. And then they buried him. I don't, and they, I think they brought Roberson back and put him in the lineup. Of like, course, I don't,
0: of course they did. Because, you know, Billy, we need to talk to Billy Donovan's dad.
1: Oh, man, I miss
0: that guy. He was one of the best parts of Battle for Atlantis a couple of years ago when yeah, he was here.
1: With this USA basketball sweater vest complaining about how the, the players can't play offense. Just
0: absolutely taking everybody eating out.
1: all the food, eating all the food in the journalist room. And like,
0: like, y'all don't have, like, five course dinners that you get to go to because you're the dad of the Florida Gators head coach. Why you gotta eat our snacks?
1: Oh yeah, it was little debbies and and, they and it. They upped a bit this year. Though we had really? muffins.
0: Yeah, we had muffins and shit. They had like a uh nuts mix. It was amazing. Pause. No, I like nuts.
1: Pause. Pause. God damn it. <laughs> Battle for Atlantis, man.
0: Yo, is so pause worthy.
1: You think Billy Donovan's dad regrets having to go from Florida to Oklahoma? I feel like that's not a nice place for an older gentleman. Oh, that, that that uh, such as himself to be.
0: You know what? It's a good question because he can it could be one of two things. He could be one of those old people that just like to to sit in their room and you know watch their shows and Oklahoma City may work well for that kind of character. I don't know if he strikes me as that guy. I feel like he goes to practice. I yeah he yeah. goes. He goes to practice in that scene. You know what? It's fine for him because I think he wants to be anywhere where basketball is. Yeah, I feel like he goes to practice in his USA sweat vest. Yeah, because I feel like that's how he shows people. Look, these are my bona fides. Yeah,
1: like everywhere he goes, like um, like journalists kisses ring basically. Yeah, listen, hey, Mr. Donovan. Yo, and he complains about Carmelo Anthony. Those guy, he can't shoot the three, and he can't
0: play defense. What the fuck? He, <laughs> he complains. About Carmelo to no end. I'm positive. Nah, definitely. He probably hates Carmelo Anthony. No, I'm sure he does. And maybe Russell
1: Westbrook too. Maybe. Do you think so? I don't know. You think he got Ennis Cantor traded?
0: I think old people admire how hard Westbrook plays.
1: Yeah. Westbrook? Yeah, I mean, you got to. Dude is nuts. I'm sure he complains about Melo though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Melo is probably the most complained. I mean, that's the person who... You complain about more than any other quote unquote star in the NBA.
1: You know how you want your son to grow up and be a major league baseball player.
0: I just want him to go to school for free. But if that happens, then yes, I don't want to ruin your uh, scenario here. Yeah, you should just say
1: yes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's do it again. Let's do it again. Go ahead. It's like uh, it's like improv. You always say yes. You know, you want your son to be a major league baseball player. Yes, I want my son to grow up and be like a D one coach, and I could be like an old guy. In a sweater vest, eating all the snacks in the in the media room. I,
0: I want to be I want to be Billy Donovan's dad. That's my life goal. Uh, that is great, and that is that is what most dads are that who aren't LeVar Ball. All the dads that you don't hear about, that is what they do. That is the dream they want to live. I would love doing that right there.
1: No, that's great. Like he has a great existence for him, even if he lives in Oklahoma, eating everybody snacks. All like, come on, man. So the ball's... The Bulls are 11 and 5 since Nikola Mirotic's return.
0: Are him and Bobby Portis cool? He's like what what happened with that? Bobby Portis broke his face. No, I know, but I mean since since that happened and since Mirotic came back, like to, um if because I thought it was going to reach to the point where they had to make a choice if they were going to go Portis or Mirotic, but you uh, know.
1: It seems to be working out, which is bad because they I feel like they should be angling to get um the number 1 pick. And when DeAndre Aiden was playing at the battle for Atlantis, who was in the who was in the stands taking notes? Uh Duye Dukin's dad, the international scout for the Bulls. Yeah. So you think um you think a tank job would be in effect, but here goes Meritich uh balling. What what if he's trying to uh what if he's trying to sabotage their draft stock and while building his own trading?
0: He's building trade his trade value because he wants to get as far away from Bobby Portis as possible. Like could you honestly go to work every day and have the kind of camaraderie you have to have on a basketball team with a nigga that broke your face definitely not
1: i mean like he's,
0: he's already in a different country i'm sure there's a language barrier there's tons of other cultural barriers you don't want to have to worry about some dude breaking your face Nah,
1: I mean, and it's crazy because the Bulls were really kind of chill about it. They're just like, you know, we suspend them a game.
0: It just, ha- I mean, it just kind of went away, which <laughs> is like that kind of thing goes away. You could see that on going the Spurs. away on a good team, Yeah. on a great team, on a team that has something else to worry about. Bulls ain't got nothing else to worry this about. This is a
1: team fully in job and fully in, like, in the middle of a tank season.
0: Yeah, like, listen, all you have as a Bulls fan, you have to watch. Chris Dunn's development, you hope and pray for that. Laurie Markinand's development, you're hoping and praying for that, and that Zach Levine comes back and is what he was in Minnesota. Like, yeah, that's all you got.
1: And this number one pick that they're blowing by going eleven and five in a season where they should be tanking.
0: Maybe they got to get Bobby Portis to punch him again.
1: Maybe, maybe, they, maybe that should be it. They should be like, they should go full semi pro and just put a ring in the middle of yeah, the stage and just go for
0: it. They should be trying to get DeAndre Ayton.
1: No, nah, that's that is the move him like, him with in, my
0: god and then
1: Chris Dunn listen
0: I thought that's what Arizona was gonna have this year I was so terrified
1: that would be awesome and then Zach Levine I could play the three on that team like we might we, we might be a five I mean, seed. you could
0: just be like Robeson you know really have to do anything just stand in there I'm sure you wouldn't
1: shoot air ball free throws so you know, already you know who I would be in the NBA Nick Collison
0: yeah, 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 yeah. He's living the dream. I always thought Nick Collison had an excellent life. He's living the dream. Does he even practice? Is he still on the roster? I think he's still on the roster. There's no fucking way Nick Collison is still playing. Nick out. Collison
1: played for the OKC Thunder. I'm, I'm going to Google it
0: right okay, now. Okay, that's amazing if Nick Collison is, though. How is that possible? Like, this is like when Ju- Remember when Jawan Howard He's At on. the end of the heat run And then he was making That transition And then one day Jawan Howard was like Alright Who are we kidding I'm not even gonna Dress anymore You think put on this uniform I'm just gonna wear suits With you know With the black t-shirt That was popular in Miami At the time Nicholas John Collison Is an American professional player For the Oklahoma City Thunder Of the NBA That is goddamn amazing That that man Is still on an NBA roster
1: Keep getting them checks Yo My
0: god Do you think he wears Like a uniform Under a sweatsuit why would he like?
1: Why don't they just hire him as a? I feel like they, they do not have any like coaching spots open or something. I don't, I don't get it. It's great though. I want to be Nick Collison. Like that, would, if I went to the NBA, that's what I want to be. He's thirty-seven. His, I mean, that
0: that's incredible. His pension is gonna be lit. Jesus, he's, he's never gonna get a pension because he's going to be playing forever. Oh man, yeah. So what happens with the Bulls? Do they?
1: I mean, who could they even trade Meritage for? I'm guessing draft picks.
0: Um, who would even want? I guess Meritich is useful. No, nah, Meritich is, listen, Miritich is a very useful player. Can we just go to our go-to that we say every time when we want to talk about where someone fits? The Spurs? Yeah. That would be perfect. I, it's always, when is it not? When is it not? I feel like Popovich could be coaching, like, who do y'all, who does? You uh, be playing y'all in nightly. I feel like if Pop- Popovich was, was coaching okay, like like, the pat- like Patron Raiders, we'd say Mertic would be great on Patron Raiders. Nah,
1: definitely. I could see him and like and like Justin Holiday going to like the Spurs, and Justin Holiday just like like everybody in the playoffs, everybody being like, oh, that Justin
0: Holiday, yeah, Patty Mills in it,
1: yeah, he sure could play. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we watch Patty Mills and Danny Green just take LeBron completely apart on the Heat. Like, yeah. this could happen.
0: Yeah, Danny Green. Danny Green became a serviceable player for like the better half of a decade, when people thought he would ha- not have a place in the NBA. So, <sighs> can Chris Dunn actually play? Yeah, I always thought Chris Dunn. I always thought Chris Dunn could play. I was I was confident in him. Like I, I mean, people thought his rookie season wasn't great. I thought Minnesota was a team in flux. Well, he didn't uh, get any burn at all. Yeah, Thibodeau Thibodeau clearly didn't think Dunn was his guy. So. I mean, it was a lot going into that. And I saw first time with the buddy experience when a coach doesn't feel, especially if you're a rookie, when a coach doesn't feel like you're his guy. Yeah. You won't have much of a shot. So yeah, I, I didn't think
1: put that on him. This is definitely great for him because I mean they don't have any expectations. Yeah. They could just give him the ball and let him go. And it's gonna be I think it's gonna be kind of fun
0: whenever Levine comes back. Didn't he have uh like some game last week when he dropped like a he had like a career high or something like that? He had like 30 something, I think. But he had a really good game at some point this week, I think. If I told you I paid attention to the bulls, I'd be lying. Okay. I mean <laughs> I I listen, I haven't either. When you told me there were eleven and five or some shit since just came back, I was like, What?
1: Yeah, they won like a wet. They, they won like eight straight games or something like that. That's stupid. That's like what? are you, what are you guys doing? The only
0: thing I saw from them is when, uh, Nowitzki was like, "Yeah, that Lori he's he's gonna be really good." He he said he thought Markkinen was on that uh, Porzingis arc. Uh, really though, Porzingis is Porzingis on the
1: Porzingis arc? Yeah, Porzingis is decent. Yeah, he is. No, he's better than decent. Though. Oh, so our least favorite player, DeMar DeRozan, he's hitting threes now.
0: Is he really? Yeah, I'm trying to find his stats, but... i missed a lot. Hold on. I saw when he dropped 50. Was that just because... You know when I... (laughs) I saw uh, the graphic when he scored 52 right, and I thought to myself, did he just take step backs the entire game and all of those long-range two-pointers that he shot? Did that mean he just made, like, 17 threes that game? I don't know. All from stepping back, like,
1: two feet. I, I mean... I guess it worked for the Warriors, but yo, nah, he's whoa, he's averaging three point two threes a game and he's hitting about thirty seven percent on I mean, his well, threes. What, what
0: the hell took you so long? Hold on, but here's where here's where uh, here's where we're hypocritical, right? Yeah, because we're applauding DeMarcus, uh, not DeMarcus, Demar Derozan, saying that he's shooting thirty seven percent. I remember you saying Jay Crowder shot thirty five percent. That's not good.
1: I was just arguing, man. I was bored. (laughs) It was a slow day.
0: 37% for what is perceived to be a high-scoring all-star guard and 35% for a tweener forward. I mean...
1: Historically, he shot like 29%. Just just saying. Whatever. But, yeah, no. He's taking a career-high 3.2 a game. He's hitting 37%. I think he's... Is he trying to, like, step up into that, like... That kind of, like, top 5, top 10-player mix? Like... Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, he, he felt like – I mean, when you make that many all-star games consecutively and you feel like you're a part of the best backcourt in the league and you feel like your team is getting to the playoffs, but there's something you, – you if, if you're uh, an alpha kind of player, which I think he fashions himself to be, you're going to try to improve – on the aspects of your game, or you should try to improve on the aspects of your game that have been lacking, that's preventing you from getting to that next level.
1: Yeah, and he has become, like, in in the course of him becoming a three-point shooter, he has become a more efficient offensive player. He's averaging 50%. He's shooting 50% on because, the season. like,
0: the name of this podcast dictates, listen, nobody should take those. No. Like, we're telling you to listen to us, but you probably shouldn't because we don't really know what we're talking about. That's why this is long-range two-pointers. Yeah, we just he, chunking them. He should never have been taking them in the first place, and that's why he was so inefficient. Or maybe he just thought, why would I... I mean, Dwayne Wade has had a really nice career, but he ain't never worked on his three-point shot. Maybe I would be a lot better if I just worked on this thing that is my job a little bit.
1: Maybe him and LeBron would still have been in Miami if he was working on his three, and he didn't get that stripper pregnant. Well, that was always my theory. Yeah. There's two things. Working on his three, yeah. getting... He's working
0: on his three and his condom game, so there's that.
1: So there we go. So kids, work on your three point shot. You got to play ball in Miami and win championships. Don't work on your three. You got to stripper pregnant and you have to move to Cleveland.
0: Facts though, big facts, all facts.
1: Yeah. So I guess the the Raptors are watchable now. No, by who? No, still no.
0: Uh, so Buddy, watch what's happening with Buddy Healed? I'll tell you what's happening with Buddy Heal. We are in the space once again where we're angling for Buddy to be in a three-point contest next month. I need that to happen. What the hell is going on in Sacramento? Uh, I'll tell you what's going on in Sacramento. Um, And training Andrew enlightened me to this when I was like, oh, why the hell is Zach Randolph getting 800 minutes every night? He thinks they're just bolstering Zach Randolph's trade value. Who the fuck would you... The Spurs. <laughs> the Spurs. You don't even have to finish the sentence. You don't have to finish the sentence. Hey, Popovich got notoriously pissed at LaMarcus Aldridge for being what he called soft in the playoffs in not so many words. Who's not soft? What is the perfect solution to somebody saying, you know what, you are too soft, get off of my court. Who will you bring in? The man that got arrested in the offseason for intent to supply. Because he was hanging in LA with them goons. Yo, I
1: feel like if he goes to Sacramento, he finds, like, a plug and just, like... Into San Antonio, you mean? In San Antonio. He finds a plug in San Antonio and just keeps pumping all the way up to Indiana, wherever he's from. Like, like this basketball thing, if Zebo gets to Texas, that's a wrap. Yeah. That is a wrap. He's Uh,
0: gonna get some Mexican plug.
1: Drugs. We're talking about drug dealing.
0: I mean, it's the NBA. What Steven Jackson told you.
1: What he's, oh yeah,
0: yes, yeah, it's, it's a part of this league. Come it on is. now, and
1: drugs. oh, uh, so uh, nothing happening in Sacramento. They're, they they Buddy Hill and Scalabec here. They can't be the Bahamian team we wanted to be.
0: Yeah, I mean because they're they burying Scal, but uh, Buddy he started the season. Obviously, wasn't shooting it pretty well. He got relegated to the bench. Started playing really well from the bench, um, and now he's found his way into getting those starters' minutes. Like I said, I don't think it matters as much where you start or who finishes mm-hmm. the game but you know it's well I, I lie who finishes matters more but it's all about how many minutes you get over the course of the game in that rotation I think
1: I think they gotta be on that Bulls program where they just let them go like I f- George Hill
0: and I thought that's where they were but it was weird that the, the twist that Jaeger took in the off season. but it's like it's it like they happened.
1: had expectations to win or something I don't know why
0: why would they they're the Kings. This is the same thing we said about the Lakers. This is a, an extremely young core. All of this is supposed to be about is seeing what you have got with these guys, and that's it. It's not supposed to be about trying to win these games now, because what what games are you going to win now? The the ones
1: with Zach Randolph finds a plug in Texas.
0: Okay, well there you go.
1: Yeah, drugs. And finally, we're going to talk about your favorite player on your favorite team. Dame Lillard's signature shoe. He has a signature shoe now. By the way. He's had a signature shoe for this is like his third or fourth shoe tage. Yeah, you're right. You've had it. The signature shoe is among the most popular with the NBA
0: players. Kaiser's got it. Really? Yeah. Well, talk about it. What do you think? He has tons of sneakers that I could never afford. I just wear Chuck Taylors. But uh
1: Or van's and
0: Trinor. You know, I always thought that I always wanted to know who was the agency. Or who is Dame Lillard's agent? Because I feel like that's who everyone should go after. I'm like, vote. if Kaizen makes the NBA, I hope this guy is still around because I want him to be Kaizen's agent. Dame Lillard's agent is amazing. He was in Madden commercials, State Farm commercials, everywhere. His agent is Aaron Goodwin. Aaron Goodwin is a fantastic agent, and he's probably the best in all of sports. And then... You know what it is, too? Dame Lillard has this social media following that's grown tremendously because of 4 Bar Friday. He has bridged the gap between... This is obviously the hip-hop league because this is where all the black players are. But he's bridged the gap between music and, 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 uh, and basketball. So he has that going for him, too. So it's not surprising to me that uh, his shoe is so popular. What is surprising is that a pair of Adidas sneakers are this popular.
1: I think Adidas is kinda on the come up though. Oh also uh also his uh, his client, our least favorite player, DeMar DeRozan. Oh, <laughs> <Hey. laughs> well, he's not doing as good of a job with him. He
0: must be from Seattle.
1: There's a lot of Seattle guys on
0: his roster. A of, oh, okay. A lot yeah. of Oakland and Seattle guys. All right, yeah. He's mm. running the West Coast then.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I mean, especially since uh Palenka kinda stepped down. Yeah. But a lot of lot of like I say, Oakland and and Seattle. West Coast. And I think that's about it. You got anything you want to talk about?
0: Uh, what's happening in the NBA? No, I mean I'm pretty uh, much good. I mean I'm always following Levar Ball news, and we lead it with that. That's my guy. So I can share. Yeah, I also think we stuff. should take we should we One should keep an eye the on public. the
1: Cavaliers. I I want to see what happens. Simo- with Isaiah Thomas getting into this lineup. And I also want Zach Randolph to get traded to San Antonio and find a plug. That money stacked got but only partially my focus. so
0: compassionate. Struggle hard for me gotta make a show me. on a life
1: for others, <laughs> not for or the <laughs> to impact well, Alright, this so has, has been Long Range Two Pointers. Yeah,
0: Cram- Please stay safe, Zach Randolph. Don't let uh, the wishes that T.A.J. has for your career cause you to take that dark turn. But if you do Be our sponsor
1: Or not